Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us. This is episode 63, and today we're talking about why hobbies are fun. I know that as an abiding caregiver, lots of things in your life probably feel hard. (laughs) That's why it may be even more important for you to have a hobby, something that feels fun. In this episode, I'm not going to tell you what hobby you should do. We're going to focus on the reasons to have hobbies, the why behind the hobbies. Of course, I'll talk about the hobbies my family and I have because they're fun to talk about. But don't think that you have to do exactly what we do. I just want to get you thinking about what would be fun for you and why it's important to do something fun. Okay, so we are going to talk through four reasons to have a hobby. So let's just jump right in. Number one, you get to explore something new. You get to be an amateur. Now, I am a bit of a perfectionist, and that can be good, but it can also keep me from doing new things because I know I won't be good at the new things that I try. But I don't have to be necessarily good at a hobby. There aren't the same standards there are with my job. Podcaster and author Annie Downs recently released a whole book about doing what sounds fun and encouraged readers to be an amateur at something. That is where we all start when we're doing something new. And with a hobby, there's way less pressure to get it right. You aren't supposed to get it right right away. My husband's hobby is grilling and smoking meat. And guess what? Not everything he grills is delicious. At least it wasn't when he started. And I didn't realize how much practice, like almost a science, goes into grilling and smoking meat. Every weekend that he does it is an experiment. Every time he tries a new cut of meat or a new kind of wood, and he's like an amateur all over again. And sure, that means a couple of times in the last few years we've had to order pizza (laughs) the last minute because what came off the grill wasn't uh, edible. But you don't learn unless you keep trying. So when you are thinking about a hobby, don't be afraid of doing something that you might be bad at. You don't start out good at painting or needlework or bread making or grilling or acting or photography or playing an instrument or a whole list of other options. The process is part of the fun. Number two, having a hobby connects you to new people. Now this can happen in person or online. This is one of my favorite things about hobbies. It connects me to people outside of my usual circles. Now you guys, if you've been around here, you know I am a pastor's wife. I am a homeschooling mom. I am a writer. (laughs) That doesn't get me out much, right? (laughs) Like most of the thing, I work from home. And so uh, it's hard for me to meet people who are outside of my church to be friends with. Um, But I have a book club with friends who also love to read. So we have this shared hobby of reading. And so we meet once a month. I've talked about this before. Uh, And these aren't friends who go to church with me or who are in the same co-op my son is in or who also have kids with disabilities. These are people outside of those circles and so they, they like exist for me in a different category. Um, and I really value our time together. Because I love to garden, I follow other gardeners on Instagram and learn from them. So that's kind of an 
online way that I am connected with people. Lots of hobbies have Facebook groups that are focused around them when where people can connect. Like Lee is in some grilling Facebook groups, <laughs> and he learns a whole lot in those groups. Our son David's hobby is acting, and it for sure connects him with new people. They aren't school slash co-op people. They aren't church people. And what I think is especially important for him, they aren't people who know him only as the pastor's son or only as James's brother. He gets to be himself with his theater friends. In fact, I think he's more himself with them than anywhere else. And it's probably true of any of us who have a hobby that we love that not many other people that we know do. We find our people when we find others with the same interest. Number three, it can benefit others. Our hobbies can benefit others. Now, there are some pretty obvious ways that that can happen. Like we share what Lee grills and we share what we get from the garden. It's a way for us to bless others. But at James's IEP meeting this year, I realized how my hobby of gardening benefits him in some pretty specific ways. His teacher asked what our plans are for James after he graduates. He's 13, so we have some time. But honestly, I I don't have any solid plans. Like my big sister who has Down syndrome still lives with our parents. And so that's kind of what I've pictured for James and our future as well. I haven't thought much about a job or other options, but I did mention during the IEP meeting how much James helps me in our garden. He helps me water. He picks tomatoes when they are ripe. He helps me wash the lettuce. He really enjoys it. It's part of his routine in the summer when he's out of school. It's even helped him to try new foods that he probably wouldn't have tried if we hadn't grown them. James's teacher was thrilled <laughs> that he has this experience. She thinks it could lead to exciting opportunities in his future. And seeing how good he is at helping me motivated us to plant a flower garden at the church for our special needs ministry participants. Each week they water the flowers that are growing. So when you're thinking about a hobby you would enjoy, I want you to pick it because it would make you happy. But as a side bonus, it might make others happy as well. And that is pretty fun. Now, we could go on a little tangent here and talk about turning a hobby into a business or a side hustle. That happens all the time. Like Lee could turn his grilling into a side hustle if he started catering or something. David someday could be a paid actor. There are goods and bads that we could talk through on this enough for like <laughs> an entire other episode. But let me say from experience that when your hobby becomes something you get paid for, it's time to get a new hobby. So reading was my hobby and had been since I was little. Then editing became my job and reading wasn't as fun during that season. Now I still did it because I can't not read, right? Like that's just part of who I am. And a lot of what I was editing was nonfiction. And so I read more fiction, but it just didn't feel quite the same. And so that's why I started gardening <laughs> during that season. It also helped that my job was at a desk in front of the computer and my hobby was outside. So if you get to make money from doing something that you love to do, make sure that you do something else fun that isn't tied to your bank account. Okay, number four, hobbies are creative work. And we have a creative God who made us in his image. This may be 
my favorite reason to have a hobby. You can feel it when you put everyone's favorite meal on the table or when you step back and look at the flowers you planted. You are creative and you feel a deep satisfaction when you have the ability to create something beautiful. That comes from our creator God. We see it in scripture from Adam and Eve, the gardeners, to David, the poet and musician, to Lydia sewing her purple cloth, or to Paul stitching tents. They created, and what they created brought glory to God. Now, not everything that has ever been created brings glory to God in quite the same way. I saw some highlights from the Grammy Awards a week ago, and even though there's no doubt they were creative, not all of them were glorifying God with their talents and abilities. But we can be part of a movement to glorify God with our creativity, with our hobbies. I'm reading a book called Images and Idols, Creativity for the Christian Life, and it's a calling back to remembering our creator when we create. So one line I underlined in the book says, Think what would happen if we stepped toward God with our creativity rather than sidestepped him. Like, I can tell our son David, you don't act for your own praise. You do it to point to God. I can tell James' Sunday school class that the beauty of the flowers in our garden that we water are evidence of the beauty God creates all around us. At our church in Pennsylvania before we moved to Texas, our friend Donna taught the class for babies and toddlers, and she was constantly pointing them to God. And her voice is still in my head today. She would say, thank you, God, for David's hands that help him build this tall tower. Thank you, God, for James's feet that kick when he hears us sing to you. Our hobbies can also point to God, just like everything else he created for our benefit. They aren't to, like, waste time or totally disconnect you from the stress of your everyday challenges. Hobbies are creative and redeeming. Having fun is a gift. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. In the movie Chariots of Fire, Eric Liddell says, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. When you have a hobby, you can feel his pleasure. It helps bring balance between what we have to do and what we get to do. I hope that thinking through these four reasons that I've shared why hobbies are important encourages you to celebrate a hobby you already have or find one that will bring you joy. There are so many creative options out there. Pick one, be an amateur, connect with new people, experience how it can benefit others, and enjoy the creative aspects of it as you praise your creator. Let's pray together as we end our time. God, thank you for the gift of hobbies. We find joy in the creativity we can experience through these hobbies. Thank you for creating each one of us with interest and skills that we can grow through our hobbies. Help us this week to pay attention to the beauty and creativity we see in the world and give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, really, for joining me today. It has been really fun to talk about the why behind our hobbies. Next week in episode 64, my pastor slash my husband will join us to talk about how to heal after being hurt by the church. Even as a pastor and a pastor's wife, we've been hurt by churches, but we've also been healed by churches. So I am really looking forward to our discussion with Lee next week. 
This week, I'll be in our Abiding Caregivers Facebook group, just like always, talking about our hobbies and creativity. I hope that you will join me there. The link is in the show notes at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast under episode 63. Okay, friends, have a great week. Pick up a hobby. Enjoy the hobby you already love. And let's be on the lookout for God's creativity.